Amy, on this podcast, we try to always offer useful takeaways. And if you learn nothing else from us, learn this useful parenting lesson by Pampers Cruisers 360. Pampers Cruisers 360 are the ultimate parent hack, the best diaper to use as soon as your baby starts standing or walking. Instead of ordinary diaper tabs, they have a unique 360-degree stretchy waistband that moves with your wild child. Pampers Cruisers 360 makes it so easy to change your baby. Who probably doesn't stop moving just because they need a diaper changed? Just slide on to apply and away they go. And fear not, parents. Pampers Cruisers 360 offers an up to 100% leak-free fit, and they just got even better with a new blowout barrier. Need we say more? For Trusted Protection Trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician-recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Then redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupons, savings, and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers cash has no cash value. Hi, everybody. This is Margaret. And this is Amy. And today, you guys, we're talking about toddlers. Toddlers. Oh, Amy, toddlers. I want to say right off the bat that I am a person who had three toddlers at the same time at one point in my life. Isn't that funny how you you carry their on? I had, I had two under two and three under five. You had three under four? I had three under three, Amy. <laughs> Because you get that extra year, right? Yeah, I my kids are eighteen months apart. Let me do the math. So I had a zero. I had a zero yeah, year old, under f- and then I had an eighteen month old, and then I had an almost three year old. So I had three under three. So when your daughter was born, your oldest kid was still two. Correct. He was like two and something. That's crazy. Yeah, it was bonkers. Look back on that. It's really hard to remember from my uh, vantage point. Now I have teenagers. It's it's. Hard to believe that I went through that intense, intense time, but I did it. I'm here. I thought you were going to stop that sentence earlier and just say, it's hard, because that was my experience (laughs) of it. I think I've told this story on the podcast before, but indulge me, if you will. I, at some point before the pandemic, but you know, not long ago, I was in Los Angeles where I raised these children for the first couple of years of their lives. And I went to the old house. We lived in a 900 square foot house off of Robertson Boulevard in LA. And I was driving a little convertible that I had rented feeling very LA. Okay. I had my sunnies on and I was blasting my tunes and I'm like, I'm going to swing by the old house for all time. Memory sake. Lane. Let's take a trip down memory lane. The great years when I was starting my young family, what a treat that will be. And can I tell you that I pulled up in front of that house and I started, I broke out in like a cold sweat. Mm. It was much more like the experience of like visiting Shawshank than visiting like a wonderful (gasps) beloved memory. It was a terrible experience. Back to the beaches of Normandy. You're like, why did I want to revisit this? I was shocked. Like the sunnies came down over my nose like a picture. And I was like, there it is. That tiny hellhole that I survived in with three toddlers. That really happened. And I mean, it's not all bad, but it's not all good either. And sometimes we can overfocus on the treasure every moment, but every moment can be, you know, there's a lot of, 
<laughs> a lot of, not great mixed in is what I'm trying to say. It's for sure not all bad. I think it's very, for me particularly, and this is personal to people. Sometimes I watch the TikTok videos. Do you know there's a lot of like TikTok celebrity toddlers? Are you aware of this? The toddlers are celebrities? They're not celebrities? The toddlers, toddlers are celebrities. They're toddler celebrities. No. No, I, They're toddler I wasn't aware. Celebrities. Yes. I wasn't aware. There's one girl, I, I, I'm not that into TikTok, so I should know her name, but she's just adorable. She's, Little baby. Yeah, she's like, <laughs> like <laughs> it's like Shirley Temple for a new generation. They just ask her questions and she's like, I want a sandwich. And she's just hilarious. Like every, I just, I don't know why it's funny, but she's amazing. She's probably two years old. And I watch her and I'm like, oh, I do miss the cuteness of like, you never know what they're going to say or do. And they're adorbs. But my actual experience of walking up to the house was much more like this was a this was a, a bad place where bad mm. things happened. But I mm. will say, I don't want to give you the impression that I hated having toddlers because it was really fun. But it was it was hard and it was anxious. And it was a time that I had a lot of questions about whether or not I was doing things correctly, Amy. And I, I, my answer was always no. So what you're saying is it, it wasn't all bad, but it certainly wasn't all good. It was a place that was like just what you had longed for and you were almost there, but yet there was still a lot of struggle. I see where you're going with this, Wilson. To a place, to a land where it wasn't quite so hard every minute of every day. This is why Amy's a great podcasting partner because you just tease it up so you can knock it down. You're landing the plane. Uh, you're you're yeah. right, Amy. I'm talking about a place that was a lot like purgatory. Yeah. And we're both Catholic. It occurs to me that some like some people might not really know what purgatory is. Purgatory is this, it's a concept that if somebody was like good enough to get to heaven and they were like involved in something bad, but it wasn't their fault, or I guess a baby who wasn't baptized yet or something. No, that's limbo. Like you, Babies that's that weren't limbo. baptized. There's no limbo. limbo. We're not, there, no, they, that's they, out. We don't do that anymore. Limbo. No. Purgatory is still a, a, a thing. It, yeah, it's basically you, like you were okay. Almost heaven. Like, yeah. It's not, not the good place. It's not the bad place. You're just in the kind of the waiting room. Yeah. You're in the waiting room for the good place. And if you just try a little harder, you're going to get there. And, and it occurred to us that life with little children, looking back in it from our distant vantage point was sort of purgatorial. Purgatorial, which brings <laughs> us to today's episode in which we are going to be introducing you to a project long in our hearts and, and quite long in the making as well. It's a brand new podcast from What Fresh Hell called Toddler Purgatory. It is hosted by two awesome actresses, comedians, funny ladies, and moms of children four and under who will be talking about all things little kids on this podcast. And we are so excited. We're going to be introducing you today on our feed to the first episode. Yeah, uh, Blair Brooks and Molly Lloyd are our two hosts. And Molly Lloyd and I actually go way back. We have done plays together. We've done... I don't know, like commercials together. We just we did a TV show together right before the pandemic. And Molly is one of these people, you know, when you do acting stuff, there's a lot of like sitting in hallways, at least when there's not a pandemic, a lot of going to auditions and hanging out in the hallway. And Molly is one of these people when you show up and you see her name on the sign in sheet, you're so psyched that you get to spend 20 minutes with this funny, cool, hilarious and really warm person. And so and now you all get to have that experience. You all yeah. get to hang out with Molly and Blair much the same. They are really fun people. And today they are talking about toddler worsts on their episode. <laughs> and if you of which there are legion of which there are legion. And if you enjoy this episode, 
which I'm not going to lie. I think you will. Yeah, you're going to like it. What you have to do is go find Toddler Purgatory wherever you are listening to this podcast. There will be a link in the show notes. And we want you to subscribe because in order to hear all the rest of the awesome episodes, you are going to have to subscribe to Toddler Purgatory wherever you listen to podcasts. So go do that today. Enjoy the episodes. Friends, we give you Toddler Purgatory. Hello, everybody. I'm Molly Lloyd. Hey, hey, I'm Blair Brooks. And we are so excited to be hosting Toddler Purgatory from the What Fresh Hell Media Kingdom. (laughs) How you doing, Blair? I'm good. I'm good. Let's get this party started. We're going to start right from the bottom of the barrel. (laughs) We are talking today about how toddlers are... The worst. I mean, they're the best. The worst. They're the lights of our lives. But also, oh my gosh, they're the worst. Well, let me tell you something. We put up on the What Fresh Hell Facebook page, which you all should join if you haven't already. And some of the listeners of What Fresh Hell gave some incredible examples from their lives. Funny. Funny. Yeah. Of Toddler Worst for the under five years old set, which is our set here on Toddler Purgatory. And one of my favorite ones was Sarah speaking about how gross toddlers are. <laughs> she said her friend had brought her newly potty trained daughter into a gas station bathroom. They were like on a car trip, a road trip of some kind. And her toddler was so sick of sitting on the car seat and she just needed to get her out and stretch her legs, etc. So they go into the gas station bathroom and her toddler, who was kind of in that bananas phase when you first get them out of the car seat after a few hours, <laughs> leaned on down and licked the bathroom floor. No. Licked it. The worst. That's the worst. I mean, that is, that's like, you know, you got to be careful. <laughs> that's panic inducing. That's panic time. All you can think is that maybe in this COVID times, they had been really diligent about cleaning the floor in that gas station bathroom. Oh, God. But still, but still, but still. I mean, that reminds me of like, my son and daughter, they both do it, actually. You know that, like, mindless thing that toddlers do? They're not paying attention to anything that they do, so they'll just, like, end up with, like, the bottom of their shoe in their mouth, just licking it, just licking a shoe, mm-hmm. or my shoe, anything, just licking it. It's just like, why does it have to go into your mouth? Yeah. Oh, the worst. Now, wait a minute, Blair, remind me, what age are your kids again? Four and newly minted two-year-old. Oh, that's right. She just turned two. Princess party. Mm-hmm. 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 The worst. <laughs> now, the interesting thing for you, you have your four-year-old is a boy mm-hmm. and your two-year-old is a girl. Mm-hmm. How do their like levels of gross slash rudeness vary? Do you think, you know, <laughs> does the two-year-old just kind of reach different <laughs> levels? Has the four-year-old grown out of doing gross or rude things? Ha ha ha. I'm sure not. But yeah, no. Mm-mm. My two-year-old, she seems to be like the gross one. And I think it's just because she don't care. <laughs> She don't care about nobody or nothing. Mm -hmm. So she's just like, whatever, I'm going to be gross. Where my four-year-old, my boy, he is my little sweetheart angel. Uh, But he's like stealth rude. Like the other day, my nanny wasn't feeling well. She had like some stomach thing. And so I was like, okay, I was like, let's make a video to send to her. So we're like, hey, T, we love you and we miss you and we hope you feel better. And then I'm like to my son, P, I'm like, hey, I'm like, say something. And he goes, oh, we miss you and we love you and we're so sorry. We have no concern for you. And I'm like, that's what we could do. How do you know? That's not true. That, how do you even know what concern means? And also he used it properly 
and so rudely, but properly. <laughs> so properly. So, like, stealthily rude. He's my little stealth rude boy. Oh, I love it. And also, a lot of that is, like, repeating. Like, they're repeating what they hear either from you or from Everything. their teachers or something. Repeat, repeat, repeat. Like, on top of repeating, you also have, like, the kids who just say anything at any time, and they don't cur at all. Some kids were straight up born, no filter. No filter. I mean, good for them for the honesty, but bad when you're in a hardware store. <laughs> exactly. Or like Melissa, when she was in a liquor store with her son and they go in and he just loudly yells, oh, do we always have to come here? Oh, in a liquor store. <laughs> <laughs> in a liquor store. And she's like, to be clear, we don't come in here that often. Oh my gosh, that is so funny. Well, that's the funny thing too is like, you know, what my husband and I, when it's, I don't know, not even cocktail hour really, but when we're getting ready for dinner or whatever, I might have a glass of wine or a beer or whatever after dinner. And so it is a part, I think it's a very like not prevalent part of our life, but certainly a part of our life. We definitely drink beer and wine. And my son at one point when he was younger said, mm -hmm. well, women drink wine and men drink beer. And I was like, oh, we need to have a gender conversation about that. <laughs> but that was what he had seen because he had seen me drink wine. I have beer occasionally, but but the best was one time he said at breakfast, he really wants to help, right? Like he wants to be a helper. Bless him. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love it so much. I love it so, so much. But he was bringing stuff out, bringing the butter out for the toast. And he does silverware, you know, whenever he does silverware. Okay. Full service, baby. Full service. And so he sits, we sit down and we say, Hey, would you like to sit down with us? And he said, Oh, yes, but we need drinks. He goes, Mama, would you like a beer? <laughs> it is 835 in the morning. And I go, Oh, no, honey, thank you anyway, but this is morning. It's breakfast. And he goes, Oh, you want a wine? <laughs> and I was like, He knows what's up. He knows what's up. He knows what's up. Molly, he knows what's up. <laughs> And I was like, look, I, I, on vacation or something, I don't turn my nose up at a, a morning beverage. <laughs> but this was like a Wednesday. And I said, oh, thank you so much. So that was in the privacy of our own home. So you can imagine yeah. what happens when you're out and about and, you know, it becomes a thing. Yeah. My son loves to, when we're at restaurants, which we actually do a lot because I'm a lazy parent and I don't like to cook. But so we're out. And what he does is he likes to play this game of like, before the food comes, he likes to serve us something. Oh. So he'll be like, mama, would you like beer or wine or the thing with the nice lemon in it? Oh. <laughs> a martini. <laughs> And he offers me only drinks, and then he offers his father food. <laughs> He's like, Daddy, would you like a burger or pasta or strawberries? And I'm like, do I get any food? And he's like, Mama, you just drink. <laughs> like, cool, cool. He knows how I operate. I mean, you got a lemon. <laughs> got a lemon. That's all you need. <laughs> Thanks, dear. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Toddlers are so funny that way. And I don't know if they ever grow out of it. Like... For sure. I remember being like 12 years old and saying things in front of other people or whatever that I didn't consider like family secrets. <laughs> but you don't, you know, you, there is no filter and you don't know yet, I guess. Like, I don't know how to say it. Like, what's okay at home and not okay outside or, you know, that kind of thing. And that's why toddlers are the worst.
the absolute worst. There's also like little things that my kid does where we'll be in the car and before I get him strapped in into his car seat, sometimes I go and put my bag down in the front seat and that kind of thing. And this is so minor, but it's really goes, oh, you know, like an arrow. So I go back there and I didn't see what he's been doing. He's kind of been like looking at his toys and his little bin next to his car seat or something. Mm. And then he gets in his car seat and, you know, I strap him in and we're on our way. And it isn't until that later that night when he's gone to bed and I realize we left the scooter on the sidewalk or something. And I go out to get it and I realize that my car is illuminated from the inside because he has changed all the light switches in the car from door, like turning on when the door is open, to just on. Ah. Just on. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, no, like, thank goodness I came out to get this scooter. It's so little, but really annoying. It's like one of those personal things, you know? I'm like, oh, never again, my boy. Never again. (laughs) They are the worst. Well, you know, at least turning the lights on isn't really dangerous, although obviously it could drain that battery. But we had another listener named Jana who said her four-year-old was locking the doors. She didn't realize that she was locking the doors while she was buckling in her little baby and the car was running. You know, it's probably like getting it warm or whatever. So she closes the door and didn't realize that her toddler had locked all the doors from the inside. No. I mean, how scary is that? She said, I tried my hardest to get her to shimmy out of her car seat and unlock the door, but she adamantly refused <laughs> until, of course, the nice fireman from 911 came and asked her very nicely. Oh. <laughs> Once authorities are involved, you got to go, it's over. Oh, it's the worst. It's over. It's like my son locked himself in a room once. You ever tried to explain how to unlock a lock oh. to a four-year-old? I'm like, the tiny thing that looks like it's like horizontal. No, he doesn't know horizontal. He's like laying down and you need to turn it so that it faces up. Meanwhile, he's just like aggressively like jiggling the handle. I'm like, stop. Listen to me. And then we eventually had to call the maintenance guy. It was Oh, of course. And how many parents have like threatened from the other side of the door? Because now they know, kind of know what a lock is, right? Right. 100% my son has gone into like the bathroom and locked the door. And then you have to ride that crazy wave, that train of... If you don't, op- if you don't open up this door. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, I'm pushing too hard. I'm pushing too hard. Honey, I- could you I- unlock the door, sweet? Mama can't wait to give you a hug. Meanwhile, you're like boiling because they're in the bathroom and they're either laughing or they're who knows what they're doing in there, really. (laughs) But the good news is he hasn't done anything too, too bad yet. But isn't that funny? Like the things we have to do to kind of convince our kid not to do something when we can't see them. I mean, I rarely use that sweet voice. That's a very sweet voice. I would do anything you would say, Molly, if you use that sweet voice on me. I'm usually at 10 Always. Yeah. I'm on this door. I'm going to come in. I'm going to bust her down. And you you will never eat carbs, pasta ever again. Forget it. You sound so much like one of my favorite things, Vincent D'Onofrio in Men in Black, (laughs) when he turns into that crazy walking zombie thing. You know how he does that? (laughs) That was you. You're like, that's me. Yeah. That's where I start. Yeah. You mentioning carbs to your four-year-old makes me laugh because I was listening once, or what was it? To something, maybe the Oprah interview with Megan and Harry or something. Oprah. And they said that their kid's first word was hydrate. (laughs) (laughs) I love that our kids are growing up learning words like carbs and hydrate. (laughs) Exactly. Well, when we come back after break, we are going to be touching base a little more on the crazy worst things that our kids do. Look, we're not saying they're not the best, but we're also not saying that they're not the worst. Wait, that's too many negatives. You know what I'm saying. (laughs) 
<laughs> we'll be back in just a minute. Margaret, exciting news. I am about to have a new baby nephew. And believe it or not, this will be my 13th nephew. Amy, you're ready to give up your amateur status. You're a pro-aunt at this point. Our family has seen a lot of babies. And as soon as they start standing or walking, I send them all a whole lot of Pampers Cruisers 360. Pampers Cruisers 360 don't have ordinary diaper tabs. Instead, they have a unique 360-degree stretchy waistband that moves with your newly mobile little one. Pampers Cruisers 360 offer a gap-free fit that is up to 100% leak-proof, crucial once your baby is quite literally up and at them. And that gap-free fit helps prevent your baby from taking off their diaper, a habit you do not want them to get into. You can say that again. And Pampers Cruisers 360 just got even better with a new blowout barrier. Need we even elaborate on the need for that, friends? For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Then redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers cash has no cash value. Welcome back. We're talking about toddlers and how they're just sometimes the absolute worst here on Toddler Purgatory. (laughs) How can you love something so much when it can get so messy? The best, I think, and I didn't mind this. I don't really mind too much mess per se. Like my son, I let him, when we play like nail salon or something, I let him Mm -hmm. do it. It's totally fine. Except for the one time I went upstairs to get dressed or something or grab something before we went to school. And I swear to you, it was maybe 35 seconds. And when I came back down, he had tattooed his entire body, (laughs) face, everything with Spider-Man stamps. Like they are not washable, but yeah, I mean, they're washable eventually in the bath, but we were on our way out the door to preschool. And he's just like, mama, look, tattoos. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, if you're a four-year-old post Malone, like they were all over his face. All over his hands. I was gone 37 seconds at the most. Listen, that's the one thing that they are amazing at. The short amount of time and the extreme amount of damage that they can do. Oh, yeah. Mini Destructos. Mine took the finger paint. I was like, you guys, we got finger paints. And my four-year-old just undid all of them. I went to go grab some like rolly paper. My four-year-old grabs them. Two-year-old gets in on it and they just go to town, finger paint everywhere. It got so bad that I was just like, everyone in the shower. I bought that Vincent D'Onofrio back out. Oh, do it. I was like, everyone in the shower. And now it's a thing because now I bought the finger paint soap. Oh, yes. So they just get into the shower and they finger paint all over the place. And it. so what was once a really horrible idea has now turned into my savior. Oh, I love it. And I'm so grateful for things like that, that they have created where they're like, look, we know your kids are going to get messy. Here's something to use in the bathtub. So good. Right. So good. We had so many on the What Fresh Hell Facebook page, which if you have enjoyed it, you should. We had a lot of amazing responses about messy kids. We're talking food coloring all over the stairs and walls. Mm-hmm. We're talking raw eggs on the ground. No. Nope. Hard pass. No, thank you. Yes. And the person who posted it said that that for her was the toughest because for her, that was worse than the smell of like normal yucky things, peas and poops or whatever. The yucky, yucky poopoos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Raw eggs. She said hard pass. I'm with her. Oh, yeah. One person's kid got green crayon on everything. One listener 
came in and saw her little one with butt paste, but not just on the butt, <laughs> like all over her body. Oh, and that stuff is a pain in literally the butt to get out. It is so sticky. What is it made of? I don't know. Magic when you need it. Mr. Butt Pace, please call in and tell us what your pace is made of. Like, that's how it works, right? Yeah. Like, because it sticks. But then you try to get it off and it's like, oh, my gosh. Or if it gets on your crib sheets or anywhere. Oh, it is so sticky. Everywhere. Oh. oh. I mean, I kind of. That's a nightmare. It's a nightmare. <laughs> also, I love it. And then, oh, and one of the listeners named Kelly said, it was a quiet lockdown morning. <laughs> I asked my three-year-old where his little sister was. He sweetly said, she has the nail polish. <laughs> I like to imagine that he said it really darkly, like right. in on it, you know, but with a sweet voice. Oh, she was covering her whole face and arms with the nail polish. And from then on, she had to put it at the top of a cabinet. <sighs> oh, I know that stuff doesn't come off. That's the thing, too, with toddlers. It's like mm -hmm. you learn your lesson by having them get into it. So now everything is at least like six feet or higher in my home. Yeah. It's just like, look up. Yes. Always look up. Now, do you feel that because you have two at home? So I don't know too much about siblings. I have an only child, but I wasn't an only child. So I know about how it was when I was a kid. But <laughs> do you see the egging on process of this kind of thing? Like is either your four-year-old boy or your two-year-old girl the instigator or do they take turns with that? You said your four-year-old's kind of your sweet one, though. Yeah. No, the two-year-old is definitely like the instigator. She don't care. She's just like, yo, Pete, let's do this. And he's like, sure, let's ride. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> He's sort of like Robin. He's like an affable sidekick. Absolutely. And also, if he doesn't do it, she'll just like pitch a huge fit. She screams real loud, which causes him in turn to put his hands over his ears and be like, please, please. <laughs> That's really sweet. It's so sweet. But he's like literally pleading with her because he also knows that I'm going to come in. Vincent D'Onofrio all be like, what is going on? Who did what? I feel like I should do a sidebar about the fact that I do love Vincent D'Onofrio. It's just that character, but boy, is he good in on those TV shows. You know how he looks sideways at the people being questioned? What is that show? <laughs> <laughs> One of those shows, you know, the cop shows. Law and Order. Law and Order, that. He was Law and Order Criminal Intent. And he's such a wonderful actor, obviously, but he really, you know, embraced that character. I could talk about Vincent D'Onofrio for a long time because I think he's amazing. <laughs> Let's do it. Vincent, come on the show. We want to talk to you. Yeah, with it. He might do it. He seems pretty cool. <laughs> oh, the reason why I ask is I remember being like half of a sibling pair. I have a, a sister who's four years older than me. But of course, like we can't look back and remember the toddler years. And we certainly don't remember when I don't remember when she was four and I was born. <laughs> One of our listeners, Carrie, says my older daughter liked to go into her newborn sister's room when she was napping and shake the bed <laughs> to wake her up. <laughs> I mean, that is so I love that she was trying to wake her up. That's like the positive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But also, oh my gosh, I love it. I'm going to go ahead and give her a good shake. I'm going to give her a good shake. It's funny how, yeah, you think about how kids... Don't we have one listener um, who didn't have a sibling but was in the delivery room, right? Did they have some... Yes. Her water broke five weeks early. She's in the car. She just picked her kid up from daycare. Her kid's two and a half. So she has to call her mom who lives two and a half hours away. And her husband was 1,400 miles away. Really? Yeah, so she ends up having to take her toddler into the delivery room with her, and he ends up just crapping his pants. 
I mean, he's a toddler. It's what they do. He's a toddler. It turns, I mean, it probably turned into like a cool vacation to him. He's like, ooh, what's this? What's that? What's that? And one of the nurses had to like change him while she's delivering his sibling. Talk about multitasking. Nurses really are heroes (laughs) in so many ways. Ooh, but that poor mom. I mean, that's just like, oh, the stress that the worst behavior brings on. Yes. Like there was another one on Facebook where uh, she said that she was at the Bronx Zoo and I am definitely guilty of this. But she's at the Bronx Zoo and she's looking through her phone, you know, looking at her kid, looking at her phone. And her kid just had this like random black shirt on. Yeah. Oh, you read that? A black sweatshirt. Yes. Yeah. And so she's looking at her phone and she looks up and she's a black shirt and then she looks up. She sees the black shirt, but it's not quite the black shirt that she put on that morning. And she completely lost her kid. Oh, no. You know that feeling of when, when you think you lose your kid? Yep. It's like outer body. It's like your spirit leaves you. And it's just like. Even though you know you have to stay calm because he's he or she is probably within 15 feet or something like they don't generally get far. You know, they're probably right under you. Oh, or that. That's usually mine. Mine's like right behind me, like in between my legs. And I'm like, help me. Help me. And then she's like, mama, Wally Pop or something. You're like, oh, you're right there. I want here. I want here. I want here, mama. <laughs> I know. My son had a phase. Yeah, he does it occasionally now, but he's kind of bigger. But where he for sure thought that hide and go seek was a fun game that we were all in on all the time. <gasps> it's the worst. Don't you do it. You're the only one playing this game, buddy. Yeah. When your kid is the only one playing hide and go seek, that is not a fun game for anyone. (laughs) Oh, it's so hard. And then his little face would poke out from behind a tree or something, literally 12 feet away. But meanwhile, I'm panicking. I'm thinking, who walked by? How many cars have passed by? You start doing that mental tabulation in your head. The mom mental. Oh, gosh. Oh, there was a... Oh, recently on the mom group that I'm in, in our town, they put out this SOS about this kid who had disappeared. And of course, it's like, Mm. oh, God. Okay. And this kid was gone for eight hours. Eight hours. Eight hours. Guess where he was? Okay, let me guess. Hang on. In a tree. Like something like in a tree. Mm, Close. On the subway? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. He was under his bed playing with his tablet that his mother had taken away. (laughs) That is a strong battery. I'm sorry, but that is genius. This dude was just like, well, fine. If I can't play with it. My jaw is dropped right now. I can see my kid doing that. Eight hours held his pee or maybe he wore a diaper like that astronaut who drove to florida (laughs) maybe i would have loved to see that setup he's got snacks oh he like prepared he had like a tactical maneuvers under there he's like boom 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 snacks check (laughs) diaper check rechargeable battery check 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 he's like a genius that's the next elon musk or whatever right he's like i mean would you be mad you just like look under the bed there you are Ah. oh wait Eight hours. I send those parents my love. I send that kid my love, too, but mostly the parents. (laughs) Oh, I can't even imagine. I feel like these kids, too, with these iPads and this technology, they're just like eons ahead of us. Like, yes, they know things and can do things that we just can't because they're... I mean, how soon were your kids swiping? Like, just understood what a swipe was on the phone? I mean, like 16 months. At least. Oh, 
for sure. And which makes me like nervous, but also like, get it. Like, please become a coder. Please support me later. Please. This <laughs> acting lifestyle is not working out. Yeah, I'm not going to get a whole lot of ingenue roles at 60. <laughs> so I'm going to need you to be a coder. <laughs> I know. It's like a blessing and a curse, of course. And now, of course, because of the times that we're living in, how many times are people on Zoom? How many moms and dads and grandparents and caretakers are working from home? Right. I mean, the classic one, of course, is that guy who was being interviewed by CNN and his cute little daughter came in and revealed that was the cutest thing I've ever seen and revealed that the table next to him that had the books on it was not, in fact, a table, but a bed. But she sat on it and it bounced. (laughs) (laughs) But then did you see the mom comes running out with her pants down to her by her ankles? Bless her. (laughs) They were that low, but I like to think of it that way. I know she had like been doing stuff. She's trying to get that two seconds in. Gotta get that. Yeah. Just trying to get that. I read this one on the Facebook page where this uh, couple, one of the, the wife was adopting the son and they were on Zoom with the judge. Mm-hmm. And they're going through it and they're, it's, you know, going really well. And they have the kids in the background playing. And then all of a sudden he's like, help me. Wait, the kids started saying, help me or the judge? The kids, he was playing with like trucks or something or like, you know, and he's, but he just starts screaming, help me. And the judge is like, uh, do we need to, is there, is the child in danger? Turns out everything was all right. But of course, like, oh, of course. Well, that's the thing is that again, going back to the no filter thing, you know, my son loves his grandparents, loves his aunts and uncle. I mean, we're very blessed. He has like six grandparents, you know what I mean? And a million aunts and uncles. And also we had him when we were a little older. So my cousin's kids are like his cousins, you know? So he has wonderful big families and sometimes we have big group calls and stuff. But he also has a bit of a short attention span. So every once in a while, he will be looking dead into camera and go, <laughs> well, I'm going to go. And I'm like, oh, I don't. Let's talk about nuance. Like, how do you talk about nuance to a four-year-old? Or sometimes he'll lean forward and do a stage whisper, like a really loud whisper in my ear and be like, I don't want to talk to her anymore. <laughs> yes. And I'm like, okay, I respect that. And I want you to listen to your gut. But right now we're going to zhuzh it a little bit and make it a little more gentle <laughs> so that Auntie Carol isn't insulted. <sighs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm like, be nice. Oh, yeah. Be nice. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> It's two minutes of your tiny life. Be nice. I know. It's hard. It's so hard. And the other hard thing is when he gets the phone, he loves having the phone, right? Mm. Of course. It's like hot commodity. And then he decides to give whoever it is a tour of the house. Oh, yeah. Or look at his. So I'm going to go and show my friend a tour you know, of the house or a tour of my room. But I only prepared the house behind where we were sitting for the call. (laughs) So if he takes the phone and turns the camera around, everyone's going to see the laundry basket that's getting ready to go down to the basement, my elderly dog walking over the wee-wee pads. (laughs) Oh, clean up the dishes off of the dining table from breakfast? I didn't have time. And now he's seeing all this, oh, the wallpaper that's... Don't judge me. Don't judge me! I'm just screaming in the background, don't judge me! It's so hard. And I love that he wants to share his life with our relatives and his friends. But not right now. Like, I'm just not ready for it. Not right now. Like, dude, take a hint. Oh, wait. That's right. You don't clean up around here. Yeah, he doesn't. 
you don't even offer. <laughs> it's only if I offer you some gummy bears. We even have a really good friend who lives down the street who's a sweet, great kid who's seven years old. And he came in once and used the bath. And you have to go through the playroom to get to our downstairs bathroom. And the playroom is hilarious. It looks like somebody like bad guys came in and were like looking for the papers. Like they just tore the place apart. Your place has been ransacked. You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> he comes out of the bathroom and he's so sweet and so nice. And even he said, whoa, this place is a mess. <laughs> and I was like, how dare you? <laughs> First of all, how dare you? Second of all, how dare you? And then I got all D Vincent D'Onofrio. You got a bathroom in your own house. <laughs> yeah. He's the best kid, though, I do have to say. <laughs> of course. Of course he is. More words coming your way when we get back. Amy, you know me well enough to know that my daily power breakfast is toast with peanut butter on top. Toast with peanut butter. It's also, by the way, one of my favorite power breakfasts. So we agree on that thing. We were recently together and we shared some toast with peanut butter. And I'm going to tell you, we used Hero Bread. It adds even more protein and fiber to that combo without adding any more sugar. Hero Bread has remade the carby, empty-calorie bread products into versions that include no net carbs, zero gram sugar, and fewer calories, plus more protein and fiber, while still being super fluffy and delicious. I was not sure that that particular combination was going to be possible, but Hero Bread has figured it out. Yeah, this is one I'm glad they let us try. It's like, it really tastes good. I've been trying to add more protein to my diet, and I would have thought that a hamburger rolls was not the place to do that, Amy. <laughs> but all of Hero Bread's products, from rolls to tortillas to croissants, we please, offer protein and fiber, zero to one grams of net carbs, and zero grams of sugar. Start your Hero Bread bundle on their website and get 10% off your order. Go to Hero.co and use the code MOTHERHOOD at checkout. I like this bread, people. It's H-E-R-O dot C-O and code MOTHERHOOD for 10% off your order of Hero Bread. Good afternoon and welcome to the final race of the Toddler Worst Derby! It's going to be a thrilling event to determine which of the super terrible things toddlers do is the absolute worst! And they're off! Strong out of the gate is potty training with hand, foot, and mouth disease close behind. But here comes, oh for the love of God, I just gave you a snack. Followed by, what is that in your mouth? Potty training falling back as we've talked about keeping your hands out of your pants surges up the rail. And here comes the heavy favorite, sitting up at night worried about all the ways they could possibly kill themselves, making a strong push into first place. Followed closely by discussing the consistency of your baby's poop. As we come down the stretch, it's sitting up at night worried about all the ways they could possibly kill themselves with a clear lead. But wait, here comes an unlikely challenger in Why Are You Licking That Light Socket? Who was being chased down by you just vomited into my hand, still sitting up at night worried about all the ways they could possibly kill themselves. Hold on to the lead! It's sitting up at night's race to lose. But wait, as we come into the final turn, it's all family stomach flu with haven't had sex in six months right on its tail. Still wearing my nursing bra is making a late race show, but it's all family stomach flu and sitting up all night worrying about all the ways they could possibly kill themselves. And at the tape it is, sitting up at night worried about all the ways they can possibly kill themselves, easily besting the time of last year's champion, I think this is poop on my favorite blouse. What a day at the track, ladies and gentlemen! 
Hey, thanks for coming back here at Toddler Purgatory. So we were just talking about when toddlers or kids in general, let's be honest, say things in front of other people, such as on family Zooms that are wildly embarrassing or just plain rude. Love them. But also it's hard when they say those things to you. To your face. Because the filterless little buddies of ours. For example, one of the listeners of Wet Fresh Hell, Kate, says, My lovely five-year-old snuggled into our bed with me last night, and her comment was, Mommy, you smell disgusting. You need to take a shower. How dare she? And Kate says, You know what, kid? You can go lay in your own bed. P.S. I smelled fine. (laughs) (laughs) That you can. That you can. You get bathed by me, and you have the audacity to get in my bed? Come in my space and tell me I stink the worst. And also toddlers have like sweet angel breath. Like us adults don't have that luxury anymore. Life has dealt us a hard blow because we're just getting older. And so my son will do the same thing. He'll come in in the morning and I know I get it. I'm supposed to cherish these times of when he comes in and snuggles because at some point he won't. (laughs) You just give a thumbs down and a fart sound. I sure did. Thank you so much. But yes, but I know we're supposed to cherish that. And I do. For the most part, I love it when he comes in and snuggles. Except for the times (laughs) when that tiny filterless terror says to me, (laughs) Mommy. So cute, right? I think he's going to say, I love you or something like that. But surprise ending, he says, (laughs) Mommy, you have morning breath. (laughs) How dare you? Go lay in your own bed. How dare you? How dare you? Good. I'm like, okay, so you have the breath of tiny baby angels, but that doesn't mean that you can tell me that I have morning breath. How dare you? Get out of here. And I start to get like, yeah, just get out of here. Get out of here, kid. <laughs> oh man, I love him so much. And is he wrong? No. no. But do we not say that? <laughs> yes. So now I've actually altered my routine. Well, yeah, I kind of have. I've been, usually I like go down, have my coffee, have my breakfast, come upstairs, get ready for the day, brush my teeth. Mm. Now, (laughs) because of that, he has said it enough times, I love him, that I now get up, we do snuggles. I'm sort of aware of it. We do snuggles. And then I say, I'll be right back. (laughs) And because I always have to pee in the morning 100% of the time. There is no morning when I do not have to pee when I get up. It just is what it is. He's giving you a complex, Molly? He has given... May I complex? They're the worst. I go to the bathroom. I wash my hands. And you know what I do? I brush my teeth. Brush them. Because I want him to snuggle me. (laughs) I'm lame. He runs the show. I want love. I just want love. I love love. The things that I do for love. (laughs) Listen, there was this one time where my son, I mean, this is probably the most embarrassing thing he's done. We get into an elevator, right? We get into our, our elevator at our apartment and the porter had just been in there with the garbage yeah and so we go in and it's a little smelled a little bit and my son (laughs) just looks up at my husband with all every serious fiber in his body and he goes oh daddy oh your butt stinks (laughs) oh no oh no just stinky butt man which is so funny because Toddlers, even though, you know, they're made out of dreams and fairy tales and, you know, all our wishes come true, they're also can be kind of stinky. Yeah. Like, can you imagine? I really feel for and sympathize with every teacher out there, really, (laughs) on so many levels. But in particular, like, we love the preschool that my son goes to. And I just yesterday, it's so funny, I saw his teacher in the parking lot because we had 
picked him up a little later and he was hanging out with one of his friends and she came out and it's always kind of nice to see them, you know, outside the classroom or whatever. We don't even go in the classrooms now because of everything that's going on. But so she came out mm. and we were talking about, I can't remember what, going to the doctor or I can't remember what it was. And she goes, oh yeah, I know. And we, I kind of looked at her like, huh? And she goes, oh, it's kind of like we know everything. Like we hear everything. And I think to myself like, right, <laughs> preschool and kindergarten, like the things they must hear. What are they? What lies? Because my kid likes to make up stuff like out of nowhere. What is he telling? Yes. His teachers and his friends. Yep. Or what portions of the truth or what (laughs) versions of the truth. And also with zero context. None. None whatsoever. Yeah. What could possibly almost like that kid who's screaming, help me, help me in the background of the adoption (laughs) session. The poor kid. And now, of course, you know, as you know, we're not going to get too much into the peas and poops of the operation, but let's talk about how kids love peas and poops and love them, love talking about them, love referring to them. My son likes to put the word poop in everything. Like we were listening to that Dua, what's her name? Dua Lipa, Dua Lipa, Dua Lipa, Dua Lipa, such a great song, Levitate. And but of course, he changed all the words to poopitate. <laughs> I'm sorry. I do have the humor of a toddler. I think that that's hilarious. It was low-key hilarious, I have to say. (laughs) And then at the holidays, he would be like so angelic, so cute. And he was like, deck the halls with boughs of holly, fa-la-la-la-la-la-la-la, poop. (laughs) And uh, But everything, poop, pee. And thank God he doesn't know about the intricacies other than poop, though the different, you know, ways that they happen. My two-year-old has this thing about... Whenever I change her diaper, she needs to see her poop. Oh, mm-hmm. just check it out. Yeah, just, and it's always, uh, mama, mama's a poop poop. Sure is. Uh, yeah, yeah, it is. Mama, can, can I see a poop? I'm like, no, it's gross. Like, you don't know. It's, you don't want, and then turns to a tantrum. And then I just end up opening it up and showing it to her. It becomes just like a whole, it's like a show. It's like a showing. Yes. I'm a poop realtor. And then my four-year-old, I mean, I don't know if this is like a thing with boys, but it's just like the pee-pee everywhere, around the toilet, on the walls, on my sink, (laughs) like everywhere. I think, yeah, they're not paying attention or it's awful. The worst, I don't have one, so I don't know how it works. It seems very easy. Yeah, it seems like it. Point and shoot. I don't know. Like the cameras of late. Well, you know, we're not going to talk about peas and poops too much, but I do have to say, this made me laugh out loud. Ashley, one of the What Fresh Hell listeners, said, my son was potty training and decided to pee in the toilet my parents left on the carpet before installing it. They were getting ready to install a toilet. (laughs) And he peed in it. And like, how can you not praise that? That is so good. Listen, that's what it's there for. Yes. You know, and potty training, of course, is... You know, it doesn't take too long. That's a lie. I lied. I just lied. We did the four day method where he has to like walk around with no pants on and stuff. And it took two and a half months. But then when it was done, it was done, which was great. Mm. But we definitely had all the travel potties and that kind of thing in the car. And we really wanted to like listen to him and give him chances to how many times were we like pulled over in the parking lot of a fast food restaurant, you know, more of a fast casual restaurant. I tried to stick with fast casual rather than fast food just to keep it fancy. And just like hiding him from everybody's view with the car, you park the car in such a way that you can put the portable potty on the other side of it. 
And he was usually okay with it. He has recently found embarrassment. Mm. And he even said to me the other day, Mama, I just don't want anyone to laugh at me. I know, which is pretty heartbreaking. We had to talk about like, you have to think about why people are laughing at you. You know, try not to get too deep into it, but like, that's their problem, not yours kind of thing. Right. But back when he was potty training, he was two and a half and he was just like singing, if you want to be happy for the rest of your life or whatever, like whatever <laughs> he was singing, top of his lungs. I'm trying to hide him from like the customers at Denny's and he's just like singing, having a great time, waiting for that P-O-O-P to come. God, it was so funny. And so sometimes it pe- or poops can be gross and sometimes it can be pretty hilarious. You know what I find just funny about all of this is that we're here just like talking about how they're the absolute worst, but I'm just enjoying this so much. <laughs> you know, it's just like, it brings me so much joy, ironically, how awful they can be. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's the only time in our lives when we get to kind of see somebody go through the steps of growing up, the yes. steps of figuring it out, the steps of realizing, you know, like one of our listeners wrote on the Facebook page, sometimes your six-year-old is going to order a bush light at Dairy Queen. <laughs> sometimes it's going to happen. And it's going to be embarrassing in the moment. And you're going to feel like the worst parent ever. But then like later on down the road, it's going to be really, really hilarious. That's why. Yes, we. it's purgatory. It's not forever. It's neither heaven nor H-E double hockey sticks. It's not forever. We're all just cruising around in this in-between space, y'all. That's it. I know. We are so excited to be hosting Toddler Purgatory. We're going to be coming at you every couple weeks. And we're so excited to talk about all things toddlers, the goods, the bads. New episodes will be coming at you every other Tuesday. So yeah, subscribe, follow, join the Facebook page. In on it. What with all the kid, cool kids are doing. All the cool kids. Some of those kids are under five. Right here in Toddler Purgatory. Thanks, everybody. Bye. When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play. And we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips. If you're a parent, I invite you to join us at the Mindful Mama podcast, where it's all about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent. With sometimes hilarious and always thought-provoking experts and friends, at Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm Hunter Clark-Fields, and I can't wait to see you there. Listen in to the Mindful Mama podcast.